is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we would agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio, with thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, here's Todd Bergeff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today on these uh, Fridays. Our friend Jeff Ash uh, joining us as... Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. The club tournaments are coming fast. You've got the Invitational in your rear view. I was hoping to get a chance to talk to you today uh, about a, a, a tournament that I would have played down at the Oakdale Invite last weekend. Right. I, we have talked about this a lot this week, but I haven't talked to it with you about it. Now, was your son Carter down there? He was. Oh. He, uh, not just him either. He had yeah. my pickup and my fish out. Oh, so. no. <laughs> So, yeah, it's been uh, kind of a messy week of trying to figure that stuff all out. Um, he he actually took off with my older pickup, the pickup I'm driving now, and um, was hauling with that, and he called me and said, Dad, uh, the pickup is overheating. He goes, I can't, I can't get it to cool down, and uh, stuff was running out of the bottom. So he said, any chance you can bring me here pickup? So I met him in Princeburg, brought my pickup to him. He hooked up to the fish house, and... The rest is history. Yeah, it's, my my pickup is totaled. My oh. fish house is borderline totaled. Oh so, and I'm not the only one. Obviously, there was a lot of other guys there. Yep. that had the same issues, and that was that was like nothing I'd ever seen. The video that <clears throat> Carter actually sent me, I posted on my Snap story, mm. and it ended up like you know everybody says goes viral, but it had hundreds of thousands of views. Somebody posted it, and then somebody else posted it, and it was all over the place on Twitter. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, because there was some compelling video. Uh, the one that that I saw was Derek Hasselberg, who I normally play my Friday after round, uh, afternoon round with. He's always okay. in contention at the end, often plays in the final group. Uh, he's a six seven uh, guy who can hit the ball a mile. He's a lot of fun to golf with, and and then if it is raining, you can stand underneath of him while he shades you. <laughs> Um, but but one of the most compelling videos is the one that he posted because they got caught on the golf course and they okay. scooted underneath. Uh, there's uh, there's like half a shed uh, right off the uh, number eighteen green and uh, there's one other one or uh, someplace else. It might not have been the one he was in. It might have been in the one uh, out on the golf course. But it sounded like machine gun fire on the top yeah. of this shed, uh, a tin roof shed, and they just barely got in in time. They're kind of fortunate nobody got hurt in that because, you know, if a baseball-sized chunk of ice falls out of the sky and hits you on the head, that's not going to be good. I know. I was kind of surprised, too, because, you know, us golfers are like, ah, we're fine, you know, I'm pushing it to the last minute. I know Car- Carter and his guys, they were out, too, and he was late because of his truck trouble, so I'm sure he was scrambling to try to get everything done. And Yeah. He hadn't even unhooked the fish house from the pickup. He had a quick run out to the course. And I know and Andy Jake. He was stuck under a tree, and yep. his video was crazy too. And yeah, you know the most the or the craziest part was looking at that green. I mean, it looked like outer space. It looked like a planet. Yep. Seeing those greens just pelted, and I think that's what kind of got everybody's eye and got everybody's attention. Was like, what in the heck happened here? Yeah. You know, people didn't didn't know what it was and it was such a small little cell it wasn't like you know it swept across minnesota right so you know western minnesota got hit by it and then central and then east you know i mean it was one of those i was i had just sat down and uh, i'm like it was sunny at home you know and and carter texted me he said dad we're getting pounded by a storm and i said 
I just responded. I said, oh, no, please tell me it's not hail. He said, I wish I could. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah. listen to this as he holds the phone out. And you hear baseballs falling out of the sky, smashing into the clubhouse. And their golf carts took a beating and all of their buildings uh, down there. Uh, you know, so uh, Mike's a smart operator. I'm sure he's insured. But uh, still, you hate to see. I mean, he had the course in just yeah. pristine condition, and then it gets just That's what hammered. Everybody was saying was how nice it was. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, open for play today, if you can yeah, imagine. That's amazing. Yeah, they really went to work, and it's a great community of folks like you have over there at your golf course too. At Hawk, it's it's a great community over there. They they had over a hundred volunteers the very next that's day awesome. to try and get things going again. And and you know what? He made a great decision. He goes, you know. Let's just aerate and uh, do what we're going to do. Now, aeration holes usually aren't the size of a baseball in the green, no. but but uh, that was yeah. certainly a way to do it. Lots of sand and so forth. So they'll get them back, but, you know, uh, it'll take a little time this year to do that. So, uh, But they'll be recovered, and he's a good, smart operator down there. So congrats on getting it back a week later. I honestly no. thought, boy, that's the season right there. And then a week later, I they're ready to the roll. Next day, the vi- or the the pictures they posted of the next day and how improved it was just, yep. you know, what they had done with the sand and everything else. It was like unbelievable that they could get it ready that fast. I was, I was happy for them. It's just like, you can't, you can't really fathom what that would actually be like until you see it. I mean, it's easy. Yeah. You got insurance. I mean, my pickup was the same way when I, I mean, Carter kept, he goes, dad, he goes, I'm like sick to my stomach. You won't believe how bad this is. I mean, yeah, I have shattered glass in my cab and yeah. my windshield is, uh, kind of sagging down a little bit and can't hardly see out of the windshield and it's Gosh. just holes everywhere in the hood and I mean dense but yeah, yeah. but almost a really. hole yeah you would think it was like an act you know you've got you've probably seen vehicles after an accident it's just eerie you know how you're just like geez what actually went yeah how did this all go down and you look at these two and you're just like wow this is unbelievable so, yeah and that's interesting yeah. what you said it was a, just a one of those pop-up storms and to pop up yeah, with 10, so 10 much to do all that damage. Crazy. Yep. yep. And there's some farms yep. you, down around there too. But fortunately, like you said, it didn't travel a long ways or it really could have been devastating to a lot of farmers down there. The farmers right around Oakdale, they got pounded on though. So, uh, wish are you it all the best. down there today to check it out or not? I am not. I'm going out of town today. I'll be gone for about a week. Uh, but, oh, okay. uh, but I am going to go back uh, down there as soon as I get back uh, into town next yeah. weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, so because yeah, you know, I love to play there. I was a member there for four years, uh, yep. uh, pulling for them. So I'll be down there as soon as I can. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, hey, are you watching the BMW Championships this week? They're down to the top fifty on the PGA yeah. Tour. Uh, I think I still like to watch the majors more than the FedEx Cup playoffs, but. Uh, they do crank it up a notch, and it's fun to watch and see guys try and make the top 30 this week, the top 50 uh, last week. So there's some compelling storylines for the guys that aren't at the top of the leaderboard in these events too. Yeah, I do like you know how the heavyweights and other majors kind of end up that way. I think the one of the difference for me is I always enjoy you know the amateurs and and somebody you know like a Brian Harmon who I realize is in this, but some of those guys that maybe aren't in this final 30 or 50 that have a chance to do something in those majors. Those storylines are kind of fun, but I like seeing the heavyweights go at it yep. and seeing who's got the moxie to finish here and, you know, seeing, you know, like Scotty, you know, he's winning all these tournaments, but it's like, I want to see him win this now too. And he hasn't done, done that yet. And Rory's playing great, which everybody is, 
happy for Rory typically. So I just, yeah. I think Rory's a good dude. Um, and you know, then there's some other guys. I'm not a huge fan of them. Not a Cantlay fan, but of course I've got my picks. And, uh, so I'm always tuned into what's going on with these tournaments. I helps, helps enjoy it a little bit, but it's golf. I mean, I was watching the U S amateur, la- amateur last night on the golf channel. I just enjoy watching it. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I love the match play aspect of that. And yeah. Brett Reed from Community Christian School here uh, in Wilmer participated. He didn't make it to the round of uh, 64, but a great experience for him just to be uh-huh. just to get in the cauldron, just to be in the arena, and you know that'll better prepare him for the next time he takes a shot at it. Yeah, I think it's always interesting because I look at the brackets last night of that too. And you don't see very many high, high seats, you know, like that Gordon Sargent, the young buck that bombs it, that was in all the, a lot of the majors this year from, I think he goes to Oklahoma state, but um, he got knocked off. I was watching the guy that knocked him off. And I don't even know if there's anybody that was ranked in the top 10 that's actually in the bracket anymore, but wow. so, I mean, that just kind of shows you that, that match play um, and how anything can happen. We're actually doing a little, just within our, our one league, so um, which I guess you'd say is maybe the the, be- the better players are in our league and at Hawk, and we're doing a little match play tournament right now. Actually, just kind of on our own, where you we seeded it, and then you just kind of you know find your guy to play your nine hole match and move on, throw some money in, and take the winner. So it's kind of fun to have that going on. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I I love match play. I, I used to you know the Lakeland used to be a match play tournament, and I was yeah, fortunate to win the senior it's, it's, one year and. Eagle Creek, I think, is next weekend. Yeah, they have a match play and they have a stroke play, but uh, I don't know if the stroke play is going to continue on or not. But they're going to, yeah. I guess, I guess they're going to keep their their club championship as a match play uh, format right. and have qualifying and stuff, which is kind of neat. I like that. Yeah, I do. I always enjoyed playing in that, um, and you know, kind of the it, just the way they had it set up. Obviously, your qualifying kind of seeds you, other than if you were if you won the early bird or I can't remember what, what it was or yep. the Lakeland or something, you know, then, then you are automatically in. And, um, I think there's also a junior that gets seated or something too, but, um, I always enjoyed playing in that. So that is something that I'll miss out on. I always thought it gave a guy like me that can mix in a high score a chance, but yeah, right. I've got lots of great stories over the years when I'm thinking about it. Ups, good ones and not such good ones. For the match play uh, part yeah. of the club tournament, yeah, 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 that was always fun. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're not as negatively wired as I personally am, but I remembered when I was pitching. I, I remember the home runs I gave up much more than any of the strikeouts that I had. Maybe because I struck more guys out than I gave up home runs. Thankfully, or I wouldn't have been pitching for very long. Um, but but and, and in golf, I remember you know losing to Andy Jacobson. I, I didn't even put out on the eleventh hole. It was already done by then, you know. And that I'm was with you on that. He just yeah, dominated, I, you know, uh, I, and I have other good memories, but you remember those beatdowns especially well uh, when you're a competitor because, you know, you don't like it, so it makes an impression. I think the hardest part, um, I, I'm just speaking for myself, hmm. the thing that, and it's taking me a while to kind of learn this or understand this about how my brain works and those, is it's so easy to, like, hope your partner gives you holes mm-hmm. as opposed <laughs> right. to... You know, you know, you're like, oh, that's great. You know, I can, great. He's going to screw up, so I can win this hole, as opposed to playing your game and you know being a little bit aggressive and things like that. It's so easy for me to kind of just try to get by and hope that I don't lose the hole and hope that maybe he screws up so I get the hole, as opposed to just winning the hole. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, kind of that. You know, you hope. 
I don't know, trying not to lose mentality as opposed to going out there and trying to get after it and just, you know, do what you do. But so as good of opportunity as the match play, I also think it plays a whole different mind game with you because it's totally dependent. I mean, like yesterday, I had my match actually that I was talking about here and uh, against my buddy Jay Cramble. And on the first two holes in Raymond, he put his balls out of bounds. So I mean, I I, I had to scramble a little bit on one, um, but, you know, basically I'm up to nothing. It's easy to think. You know, here we go. He's just going to keep giving me these holes. Oh, no. You know, that's not the case. He came right back on three, and by, you know, hole four or five, we're, we're all square. You know, and <laughs> hole six, maybe, whatever it was. So then you gotta, you got to battle. So it's easy to kind of get ahead of yourself in that, too, and think, oh, I'm fine here. You know, but there is some crazy stuff. And I've seen some crazy stuff, whether it was my match or even just watching some of the final matches, too, at, at the Eagle Creep Club tournament and even Ryder Cup and everything else. I mean, yeah holes where you're like yep i got this and somebody chips in or uh you know things like that it's just stuff you can't really write up and it's just for that hole you know it's also it's also a good feeling you know to know that it it really doesn't matter you you blow up on that hole you just chalk it up fine they won one point on that hole you know and you just move on to the next um for that aspect you know sometimes you know, let's say we're the ones that go out of bounds first and second hole. It's just like you're done. You know, yeah. I'm that's over. But, yeah. you know, I'm not going to make enough birdies. My whole round is messed up. You know, that's <laughs> not the case there. So right, that's <laughs> right. No, that's 100 percent true. You carry around a triple bogey around your neck uh, like an albatross in stroke play. If you make a triple bogey in match play, you just move on to the next hole. That you figure yep. your opponent is going to win a couple of holes uh, no matter what. So you gave him one. You'd prefer not to, but it happened. And you move on. Whereas in stroke play, you make that triple early in the round. You're behind the eight ball the rest of the day. Yeah, and it it is fun, like the strategy that you can have when it comes down, because you're obviously very in tune with what your partner is doing and the kind of shots you play. Like yesterday on one, he hit his drive out of bounds. I was fine, but then I uh, hit a really bad second shot to where I hooked it, and it almost went to the railroad track. So I was, like, right of the trees, and I had trees in my way. The bunker was in my way. But I was like, you know, Jake, what are you laying? Because that determined, you know, like if I was playing my own ball, I'd probably do, try to do something a little creative or a little little risky, you know, to say, well, I want to get myself a birdie chance, you know. Right. But in that case, I was like, Jeff, what you should do here is hit it way to the top of the green where it's open. Right. Of course, I didn't do that. Naturally. <laughs> but. My mentality was uh, the smart play here is get yourself on in three. You got a two-stroke, you know, oh, no, I hit the tree, then I chunked the chip. So all of a sudden I was, you know, four feet laying the same as he was on the front of the green. He sat there and watched me hit like three shots in a row without him hitting, you know, that goes. So, so yeah, you can – it's one of those where you can tell yourself everything, but things thoughts still get into the head right as you address the ball, kind of like, well, but I think I could probably do this. Yeah, that's that's the wrong time for it to be coming I into know. the noggin, but it does. I, same thing for yeah. me. I, my mind wanders once in a while. You would think that that small amount of time after you address your ball until you hit it is, you know, whatever it is, 10, 15 seconds from the time you address it to hitting it. If it's you're unbelievable. Yeah, and, and that's a hard 10 seconds to keep my mind on one thing or actually off of uh, something because for me it's a lot easier if I'm just – you know, kind of clear, there's the back of the ball, try and hit it. But I just don't have yep. those days very often. <laughs> That's where, and we've talked about this, you know, or I, I have at least on the, on the show together, yeah. and that's that caddy relationship, you know, that I said those guys, just the, the clearing of the mechanism. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, it's no different than a mound visit or whatever. It's like just 
okay, you know, what's going on here exactly? Now let's, you're fine. Let's just do that. But when you, you know, it's kind of nice now. They're all mic'd up and stuff. So you hear a lot of that stuff. And it's literally like a coach on every shot for them. Like, yep, that's, I love it. You know, I love it. Just, just commit, let it go. You know, I mean, those are not, those might be things I'm thinking I'm telling myself, but as soon as I get there, I'm like, yeah, you remember the last time you shanked this one to the left? <laughs> what? It is. Yeah. Our self-talk sometimes isn't very positive. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't get back to that person. Oh. You know, like, what are you even doing out here? So, but uh, I don't know if that's ever going to go away. I do think, back to your original question about maybe I don't think as much about the negative. I certainly do, but I do think I have gotten better about that. And yeah. I've gotten, I don't know if I've grown up or gotten a little bit better at dealing with the failure part of it and just trying to move on to the next. And that's taken just a lot of watching and, you know, kind of just seeing and, and managing your round and, you know, and just trying to get on to the next. I mean, I, I get as frustrated as anything, kind of like when you do the dumb stuff, you're just like, how, why, why, how does that even happen? You know, like I've hit that shot a thousand times. Why this time did it go four feet? You know, like, you know, but you know, it's just like, but, because you just you're like how can i screw up that bad from there to there it's like you know what you know the hands in the wrong spot whatever the brain's in the wrong spot but it's frustrating <laughs> when that stuff happens when especially if you feel like you got things going pretty good and then you just do that it can totally just unravel yeah i i have i still throw in uh swings that appear as though i'm a 40 handicapper and you know for being a single digit i shouldn't have so many of those swings but this year in particular has been a little uh, tough year. I haven't played quite as much, but no excuses. I just haven't played as well. I haven't been able to yeah. make as good a contact uh, with the ball this year. Hey, let's switch gears here quick, Lefty. Uh, just like two minutes left. I wanted to ask you about the Twins. So Buxton is injured again. He's set to come back sometime early September. Uh, when he comes back, I don't know if you put him in the lineup every day. I mean, he's struggled yeah. so much. To me, there's other guys that probably should be ahead of him in the lineup. Is he just going to be DH material when he comes back, or well, will he be like? I don't know. Up? That's all we've seen so far. Like I talked to yeah. Sue Ann yesterday, and he said he believes the Twins are preparing him to come back and play center field. If that's the case, great, uh, put him in center yeah. field. But to have right. him as the everyday DH again, I don't think that's best for the Twins. Yeah, obviously he's a game changer in the outfield. So yep. to me. It- his defense outweighs, you know, probably that argument. Yep. Um, but that's what'll be interesting about it. Now Royce Lewis is back, right? Yep, yep. And he's on okay, base six of his first nine times <laughs> since nice, coming back nice. from the injured list. He's being Royce I Lewis. Am, I am excited that they're playing well, you know, since the break and that yeah. they're getting the record a little over five hundred so we don't show up in the playoffs potentially with about a five hundred record, you know, yeah. against these teams that have twenty five more wins than right. losses or right. whatever it is. So from just a sheer respect factor, I like seeing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I hope I hope they figure it out. Um, we have the amateur baseball tournament this weekend, too. That's so right. Yeah, you it's bet. It's starting to be that time of the, the fun time of baseball season, whether it's amateur or it's the pros. I I love fall baseball, and I love the playoffs. And Obviously, the town team state tournament is a blast. Yeah. Too. Good luck to the Rockets. I'm a Rocket yeah. alum myself. Pitched one year way back in the 90s uh, nice. for the Rockets. So, uh, yeah, uh, excited. Good luck to them and the area teams involved. And, and Lefty, yep. thanks so much for joining us again here on the podcast. You bet, Todd. Have a good weekend and a good trip. You bet. Jeff Ash joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.